0: What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, and I want to say thank you to all of you sports card collectors who have come in, supported the show, uh, decided to share an Instagram message, tweet at our unofficial sponsors. You're all the reason why this show keeps on moving, so we appreciate it over here at Stacking Slabs HQ got a new unofficial partner on board this week. I want to say a special thank you to our good friends at Cheez-Its. Just a delicious treat, whether it's the original, hot, spicy, extra toasty, extra cheesy, white cheddar, cheddar jack, or perhaps pepper jack. I want to thank you to Cheez-Its. We all know that Cheez-Its is superior to cheese nips, which just doesn't cut the mustard. So. Really excited about the unofficial partners joining the Stacking Slabs family. And if you're hungry for a treat, a snack midday, um, try your variety at unbelievable cheese. its flavors. As I record this, it is Super Bowl Sunday. There will be the confetti will have fallen. All of the dust will settle. We'll have a champion on the other side of this new Super Bowl MVP, and we will be looking forward to next season. I'm pumped. I have got so many things going here. A lot of it is related to food. Um, it is like uh, second Thanksgiving um, is how I treat this day. Um, so we've got the family coming over, we've got the friends, we've got the food. Um, I've got the Traeger Grill, um, Traeger. You're not an official or unofficial sponsor, but if anyone out there from Traeger is listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast, um, give me a shout. Um, You can reach me at Stacking Slabs across all those social channels. But I will be smoking some wings today. Uh, Excited about that. Um, Excited to watch the game. I have a slew of degenerate parlay bets that were just placed when I hit record here. We're going to try to hit a couple of these. If we hit a couple of these, hit one of these, that money will be going directly into the hobby. I will not be buying a fancy watch. I will not be going to vacation. Uh, Maybe some of that will um, go support uh, our groceries over here. It is uh, when you've got a little toddler running around who loves to eat all the time, it gets expensive. That grocery bill is going up. So A majority of those degenerate parlay bets will go um, right back into the hobby as I buy sports cards. Um, but some of it might go um, to our growing grocery bill. We will see, Um, but excited to watch the game. I love the Super Bowl, and we got some exciting news. Shout out, uh, Shefty, Adam Schefter, been waiting a month on pins and needles trying to figure out this Colts uh, coach situation, and we have the report coming in that it is going to be Shane Steichen, who is the offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. Got a little little mojo going on with Philadelphia, where we got Frank Reich. Then we sent Nick Sirianni over to Philly, and now we're taking Shane Steichen. It's just like a little uh, flipping back and forth. But as just a you know, this isn't a Colts podcast, but you know they're my squad. I will say, going through the evaluation process at the end of it, analyzing, trying to figure out what we need. There were two candidates that stood out. Um, to me in terms of what we needed moving forward one was Shane Steichen the other one was Raheem Morris my thought was if we grabbed either one of these guys I'd be in uh, I'd be a happy camper and as someone who just renewed our season tickets Shane Steichen coming in new quarterback coming in it is um, an exciting day here um, as a Colts fan so I'm pumped up about that excited about the press conference all the stuff that happens on the other side of this i also want to say to all you lebron james fans and collectors what a fun week uh this past week it was awesome seeing lebron break the um scoring record you know yeah for whatever reason and there's so many reasons that i don't want to get into it but you know he has he's a polarizing um athlete okay i have always been of the mindset that I've never seen anyone um, with the physical gifts and the um, the expectations and his ability to continue to overcome those expectations throughout a ridiculous career, um, his longevity. He's just always been um, someone who, if he's on TV, I'm going to sit and watch him play. I appreciate LeBron, and when he eventually hangs it up, I will be sad to see him go, and to me, I think there's a ton of legitimate LeBron collectors out there and they're very hardcore. Um, and I appreciate that from the LeBron uh, collector community. And I think, sure, like there are people who come and go in each of these elite athletes collector markets um, because there's probably opportunity. They're probably at the top of the market. And I got some comments after conversation with the captain about, you know, you know, Brady, there are people who come and go and try to flip and make money off of Brady cards. I think undeniable, that's true. But I think when you have longevity and you have plus excellence, that typically um, amounts to collectability. So I think that it's for me, as I'm evaluating and trying to appreciate different pockets in the hobby, I always enjoy when LeBron collectors come out and share their cards because they're cool, and I think that's fun. So I'm interested as I'm sitting here at watching the Super Bowl. Shifting gears back over to the Super Bowl is I'm curious. I'm just curious, and this is this is what entered my brain this morning. I woke up um, early. I had some time before my the rest of my family woke up, and I decided to on my Instagram feed just curate. The last Super Bowl MVPs um, from other people's collections, and just remind people who those people were and their stats. And I had a lot of fun doing that. It was a good way to jumpstart the day. Um, but then I started to think about like how many people out there are biting their nails about the result of this game based on their cards. I don't know. I'm curious, but um, I think you know we covered this in the episode on Friday. I think um, win, loser or draw, this will be a good result for. Um, the hobby, I think Mahomes, hurts. whatever happens on the other side of this. And of course, this will be done. Football cards are in the forefront. And I think they weren't that way when I got back into the hobby. And now football cards are very much a part of the conversation. So whatever happens, I'm just excited that people are collecting, sharing, and enjoying football cards because it is one of those segments of the hobby that I, I truly and deeply love. And I a shout out to cousins collectibles team. They had me on their live stream on Thursday and it was a really fun conversation. And I enjoy collaborating on content with other creators in the space, especially when it's one of those conversations that's an hour long and it feels like it, it zoomed by. Um, so make sure you go check out um, what they're doing. Enjoy their content. And I was asked the question on the show and I was not really ready to respond to it, but I wanted to talk a little bit about it because it was a really good question. But I was asked, what is my biggest pet peeve in the hobby? And what immediately struck me isn't necessarily what I would have responded with 24, or 48 hours later, but I think my response still is a pet peeve, but if it wasn't limited to one, I will, I'm going to share both of them. I think my response was what's driving me crazy now is that I feel like I just see this and get this vibe and it's very sneaky in a way, but it's when other people are trying to get you to help sell their cards. Um, And I am, if you listen to the show and you know what I'm about, you know, I'm a community minded oriented individual collaborator. Um, I like to help people out. But one thing that I don't like to do, nor it turns me off a little bit it's just when i feel like someone is coming through who just needs help selling their cards and i think selling your cards is it's a journey for any of us we have to decide if we want to sell a card we have to decide the price we have to decide the style we have to decide and what i mean style i mean do we want to list it do we want to auction it do we want to send it to a container there are so many decisions that are made. And so with that, for me, a lot of my cards that I'm getting rid of, I'm putting up for auction through a consigner. Now I think about the consigners' role in that process and all that they're doing, listing, taking pictures, managing communication, shipping cards out, um, making sure all the boxes are checked and making sure I'm getting my money on the end. And I I know that that's a lot of work and that's why I send it to um, volume accumulation. I send it to a consigner because in my opinion, he he deserves a percentage of all those deals because of the work he does. And so while when I send to a consigner, I'm paying the consigner based on what happens on the other side. And so I appreciate that work. And so I think that's why it's such a pet peeve to me when I feel like someone's just asking, do you know any, like, finding ways that they can try to get me or other people to sell their cards for them. So that was my response. Pet peeve, obviously, I just went on a little bit of a a rant about it. But I also would have said, and maybe I would have said this now that I have a moment to think about it, is I can't stand non-fans pushing agenda for monetary reasons, And I understand this hobby isn't perfect. And I understand there are always going to be things that drive us crazy. And, um, but the one thing I can't stand is just when you're not a fan and when you're trying to push your cards because you're trying to make money off those cards. And it's so obvious. One thing that I love about the hobby and I love about collecting cards is just the fandom and the authenticity and people spending their money and you got to sell cards to get cards. And I, I, I get that, but when there is an agenda, it rubs me the wrong way. And I think it probably rubs a lot of people the wrong way, but I just felt like I needed a moment to share that and air that out. But we're going to keep it 100 and we're going to keep it positive here on the stacking Slabs podcast. And there's a lot to talk about. And one thing that I definitely want to hit on just because it is WrestleMania season is it's WrestleMania season. And there's some awesome shit going on in the world of professional wrestling. So, um, a week ago, we had Cody and Paul Heyman just cut a ridiculous segment. Um, the first promo, if you will, leading up into the Cody and Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania. And it was spectacular. Bravo. Um, I don't do the chef's kiss thing, but it was worthy. And so that got me fired up. And we've got elimination chambered this Saturday. You got the Roman versus Sammy and all the storyline there and, take this into wrestling cards. A lot of people are getting jacked up for immaculate coming out. I'm immaculate and is that type of product is typically not my type of product. Like I will spectate and might find an area or two. I don't own any immaculate cards in football, but I understand why people are getting excited. I understand the patches and autos are selling points and I might end up with a card or two, who knows? But that is a big release, and it's cool to see it in WWE form. Excited about all the content coming around out around it. And I think whether it's a product that, you know, whatever you collect, if you're going to collect or not, it's really cool to see momentum happening in, with a segment of the market that is growing, like wrestling cards. And then on the AEW side, one of my favorite matches of this entire year happened on Dynamite last week, MJF versus Takeshka. It was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. I got lost as I was watching it. I zoned out. And I, that's what I love about professional wrestling. And also, uh, in March, AEW Upper Deck is dropping Metal Universe. I just looked. $150 a box. Not bad. Um, jambalayas, PMGs, um, Upper Deck, holler if you hear me. I'm a hardcore devout. I, this is a product I'm going to be uh, just consuming. PMGs, AEW. It just seems like a perfect marriage to me. So I'm already forecasting, uh, how I make that a part of my collecting journey. Excited for wrestling cards. If you're out there and you're collecting wrestling cards, you're enjoying it. Um, you're thinking about it. Welcome to the party. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Thank you to my good friend, Kevin Randall, the captain 37 for coming on Friday. It, uh, his conversations are always fun. I love football. he loves football. It's easy. We talk football cards um you know he made mention of the Burbank show that I was following it from afar um this weekend and it looked exciting and it's awesome and I think shows are a great way to see get a pulse of what's going on in the hobby. I think people are dropping real real cash at this show and no matter what people are saying online or not, all you have to do is point at one of these shows to see just the great activity, action, and passion. I feel like I am spending my brains out um, on cards every cycle for me, and it's nonstop. There's so many lanes and areas, and I'm going to talk about some of that stuff um, as we kind of head towards um, uh, kind of the end of this episode. But, man, I'm in the zone. I'm feeling in the zone. I'm feeling like there are areas that I want to attack. I'm trying to be patient, and I'm just trying to learn. And I love that. And I think any time that we can think deeply about what excites us and what are our passions and take that experience and share what we've learned on the card sign and figure out what where are lanes that we can enter and go down, it's what keeps you hooked. And it's what's keeping me here. And I think that's what I love about cards. It's just an, It's an endless cycle of activity. It's an endless cycle of learning. It's an endless cycle of connecting with other people like you. My Instagram feed was blowing up this last week about the NBA trade deadline. There was so much activity, uh, people sharing their thoughts and nuggets and all that stuff. And since there was so much activity, I I thought to myself, you know what? Like, let's bring Chris back on. Um, Chris Hoge, Chris McGill from Card Ladder. Talk about the trade deadline. Talk hoops. Talk about implications on basketball cards, if any. Um, Obviously, Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. That's a big splash. I would say they're probably considered the front run runners right now. The team is stacked, loaded. Um, But we're going to talk cards, talk about the trade deadline, along with probably a lot of other topics. I wanted to bring this Instagram post to the surface because I shared it with a couple friends. And I thought that this was um, an interesting post. And it was something that I've thought about for a little bit. And so I'm going to share it. And this came from, I don't know if you follow this guy, Christian on Instagram. He goes by med student 21 zero one. When I got back into the hobby, I was digging through the, the Instagram rabbit holes and I came across his page and immediately I saw he was a hardcore nineties basketball collector. And I thought his page was cool. And he's a, He's from Austria, and every post he had was something that blew my mind. And he posted something this week, and it was just about a hobby, hobby experience. And he posted, and I'm, I'll just give it like the Spark Notes. You can go check out his page, Med Student Twenty One Zero One. But the Spark Notes of his post was that he had been seeing a lot of low sales that were going on in. The hobby or through golden and he decided to register and when he decided to register for the first time um, he requested that his lim- his limit be raised to 20k um, and he figured since you know he had a seven-figure pc that this wouldn't be an, a, a big deal he, he had to provide proof and proof was in the form of other auction houses and he made mention he buys from people typically Or he purchased it from eBay. He was asked about crypto proof. He says, I don't collect, I don't invest in crypto. I invest in things that I think are solid investments and, or a gold history with golden. And he made mention that he had just registered. So he has no history. So then there was this rabbit hole of asking about home value, bank statements, credit card statements. And, you know, he said, I'm from Europe. Like I'm not used to this and shared a link to his PC, which was substantial. And, you know, that wasn't enough. Basically, he left his post by saying, we wonder why so many cards sell far under market. And I want to say this first and foremost, this experience is not exclusive to Golden. It has happened to me on other selling platforms that I've tried to enter. And I understand that companies need to find a way to protect themselves and make sure that auctions don't go unpaid. And I, I get all that. But I also get that we should be looking out for the experience of the end consumer first and foremost. And maybe I'm a little ultra sensitive to this because I work, in, work on the front end, on the brand side. But these types of experiences can retract us from what we're trying to build and, build and grow. Um, barriers to entry and roadblocks To exchange funds for cards should not feel invasive or like we have to overcome obstacles to do so. I have come and gone and left platforms in a second because I was asked for personal information, because I was asked for stuff. It's like, I am just meeting you, platform, bro. I'm just meeting you. Like, I don't want to give you my social security number. I don't want to give you my history, my financial history. I, I don't know you, right? And I think there's, there's gotta be a middle ground here because this ultimately impacts the sale prices because I'm like Christian and we're not the only two. There's a lot of people out there. So if cards are being sold on these platforms that there's a percentage of people that just don't want any business giving up their personal information to get on there, like that seems like it's a problem. And I'm not pointing fingers any way or the other. I'm just trying to uh, bring to light the conversation that we just need to do something better. We need to figure it out. I think selling platforms are critical, but there's so many opportunities to improve the experience. Companies should be measuring against the seamless experience that exists when two collectors who know each other are able to exchange their money with no fucking barriers, and the cards are over into someone else. The funds are over to someone else. I think about this experience I had last week, and I'm enjoying building some sets and I'm having a blast. And I also am regretting selling some cards that I used to have. But anyways, I bought a card from Drake. I bought a black five timers club rock PSA nine pour a little salt in my own wounds. I had a 10 and I sold it a while ago, but I wasn't collecting this set at the time. Now I am. So things are different. But anyway, I think about Drake knew I was collecting the set. He had this card available he had, he had the red, he had the super factor. He decided, you know what, I, Brett is collecting this. I can sell this to him. And we went back and forth on price. I sent him, deal was made. I sent him money. He's sending me a card. And it was seamless. So I encourage everyone to continue to build out your network. Find people who collect what you do. People know what you like and people will help you out. Collectors want to buy, sell, and trade from other collectors. This is a super force in the hobby that doesn't get much spotlight. The more we can talk about making deals at shows, online, one-to-one, the stronger our hobby gets. You want to know why? Because it's a great experience. And we all want great experiences when we're spending hundreds and thousands of dollars on sports cards. I think the mainstream hobby constantly wants to be about the biggest and perceived best cards. This is a measure on value. I buy expensive cards, okay? But I have just as much fun and I spend just as much money in the 100 to $300 range. I think it should be about building and curating incredible collections that are significant to you and the stories behind those cards. I think that's really important. We don't always need to look at the hobby from the lens of the highest what's selling the most, because you know what? That shit's boring. It's the same cards over and over again. I would much rather hear about your $75 card that no one's talked about, but you're educating us why you bought it, why it's important to your collection. That's the hobby. That's the fabric that makes this hobby roll. I want to close this out. I haven't done this in a while, but I had coffee going this morning. My daughter hadn't woke up. Um, and I put a post and my post was just cardboard conviction, breaking away from the status quo, taking on a new journey, embracing a unique project. It's all about building something significant to us, dedicated to the build, growing our collection, growing as growing as a collector. I put that out there because I think adaptability is a trait that I value. And I see some of the best collectors have in this hobby. It's why I'm so addicted to this hobby. I love being adaptable playing to an audience of one, getting those mail days, buying them because I love them, moving on from something, moving over to something else, looking at my cards and being like, damn, that card, you've stayed in my PC for two years. You're not going anywhere. That means you rule. And I love you more than all of the other cards. I love the whole process. I think opening your collection to others is a great thing. Buy for yourself, but then it's okay. I'm going to put this on Instagram. I'm going to share it and start telling the stories. The thing that I love about cards is that cards are a magnet. It's how you meet other people. It's how you make friends. It's how you make great deals that deliver an awesome experience. These exchanges happen because of passion. These exchanges happen because we want to help out other people. We want to see other people grow their collections and be successful. Is there jealousy at times? It happens. Do we get pissed off when people get cards before us? It happens. Do we sit there and sulk over elves? It happens. But if you zoom out and you look at your whole hobby experience, and if you're doing it right, it should make you happy. It should make you feel good. And that's what I love about the hobby. I appreciate you spending some time listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for Cheez-Its. Thank you so much for unofficially sponsoring my show. Um, We'll be back on Friday. Chris, card ladder, talking NBA trade deadline, talking cards. And we always cover a ton of ground. You take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back. More stacking slabs on the other side.